Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Uh, yeah, that's me. Say moi. I wanted to say say moi because I just saw that Donald Trump tweeted in all capital letters, make France great again. Oh, dear. All right. Well, <coughs> um, it's Tuesday. So that means Susan's here. Susan, hey. Good morning. Good. Oh, your voice sounds authoritative and not scratchy. You don't sound. <laughs> what happened? That what? was my best imitation of our father. I know it was. I heard it. I, I sat right up. I did. I mean, people can attest I, that to That was the voice that I used in boardrooms yeah. on Wall Street. I know. When I was 26 years old and trying to make myself believable. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. I Yes. That's Slow. Funny. That's funny. Um, deliberate, commanding attention. <laughs> of course, it helped that he was six foot two and, you know, sort of a, I don't know. It was that voice. He was an imposing figure, right? He was an imposing figure, but it was the voice. Right, and I was five foot six, and I actually think I weighed 105 at the time. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, well... Uh, so it was a sight gag, at the very least, anyway. Yeah. So you haven't been... Um, we haven't talked to you since the horrors of the weekend, but then that's always the case. So if there's anything in particular that you need to get off your chest, feel free. Hey, I found out... Uh, some oh, I'm sorry. I didn't give you a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not. Yes, you found what? <laughs> no, that's okay. Did you? Were you about to say something? No. Absolutely not. Okay. So I happened to be at a dinner last night, and I was with, um, oh, Tony. You, you know Tony, or my friend Tony. She, yeah. she, she had just gotten back from a trip to Italy where she was, uh, it was a cooking trip where you'd go off and, you know, look at wineries, and you'd cook with the stuff, then you'd cook here, you'd cook there. I don't know. But I, I just. Sounds fun to me. Yeah, but I yes. know it would. But okay. so she just, I, and you probably already know this. But I did not, and I'm just passing it on to, I thought, wow, I didn't know that. Olive oil. I just want to, <laughs> not Popeye's girlfriend, olive oil. Um, there are so many kinds. I import mine from one place in New York that gets it from the one vineyard in Sicily that makes the most delicious olive oil. I buy it by the case every fall after the first press. What are you going to tell me? <laughs> F you. That's what I'm going to tell you. And I buy... Haven't I ever given you a bottle of my olive no, oil? No, you haven't. And I buy, like, the Giant Eagle generic... <laughs> okay, well... Extra uh, virgin. This stuff actually tastes like tomatoes. Yeah. And it's okay. not infused with anything. It's just so fruity that it tastes like tomatoes. So it's wonderful to dip. You know, you understand why... Olive oil makes it has taste. It has flavor. Oh yes, it yes, can yes. Be buttery. So it the can real expensive. Fruity. You don't. You don't have to. So, so you wouldn't cook with that necessarily, because you would save I do. it for. Well, when I cook, the way I cook with it is if I, I am, for example, making pasta. There goes your voice. At the very end, I will. Yes, I will put in this olive oil, and but I would never. I would never heat it to, you know, hot. 
Yeah, no, well, you know, you should, you should, should to, You could drink it. Okay. Well, here's all I wanted to say about olive oil. She was told that when you see olive oil and it says product of Italy, it isn't. <laughs> okay. No, mostly not anymore because no, no, no. the groves aren't there. Well, no, that's not it. This is a way of getting around. It's a legalism. It's product of Italy. So something happens in Italy. Maybe it passes through from someplace else. If it's really Italian, if it's really Italian olive oil, it says made in Italy. Okay. So I didn't know that. Uh, That's okay. Made in Italy. That's what you want. Or made in Greece, if that's what you want. But product of don't mean okay. Just right. say. Right, and if you and if you really get into it, you have to then you have to per- parse it further because they'll you know it, if, if something claims that it's a hundred percent from a certain place, you know the people who know these things will start posting critiques. No, they've actually sourced their olives, you know, all over. But I, I'm not that kind of a snob. I was introduced to this particular. Um, Sicilian olive oil because I knew people that owned a home. Uh, they were right. uh, first-generation Americans, right. and they still had the family home in Sicily with right. adjacent olive groves. And this was the olive oil of the region. Uh-huh. And, uh, and, and they were actually the ones that found the one place in New York that imports it. And <laughs> All right. Well, so cool. You got a case. You owe me a bottle. Yeah. All right. I'll bring you a bottle at Thanksgiving. Okay. Well, thank you very much. But you'll have to check your luggage. Then don't bring it. (laughs) (laughs) There goes the bottle again. I cannot get this bottle. Shoot. I'll mail you one. All right. All right. So um, here, just trying to get back into some here. I, I yeah, fi- I'm trying not to talk about anything. Well it's not I, gonna I, okay. that's not it's not necessarily we're not gonna be able to do that. But but I, I wanted to note, because I failed to uh yesterday, uh I want to breathe a very public sigh of relief and say yes, victory because Amazon didn't pick Pittsburgh. Yay Oh dodged a bullet there or maybe not. Maybe they were just playing all these uh, poor cities who spent well, so much energy. Well, that's the theory, you know, that they were just, uh, that they never intended, uh, you know, any of this. They were just, it was all to create buzz, free advertising, stir, and then, of I course, could. it gets the best deal for them where they were going to go anyway. And that they probably already knew that they weren't going to do just one. They were going to split it to um, well, they knew. I mean, all you have to do is look at what happens in cities. We were talking about this, like Portland, where they move in and they so upset the whole infrastructure that it, it becomes impossible to live there. There aren't any rents. There are homeless people. There are, you know, the who shouldn't be homeless. It's because there aren't any homes. Yeah, I that mean, they can afford. No, I know. I know. Gets. I know. That's why I didn't want them. We already got enough of that going right. on here, um, frankly. And, um, and they're already talking about how the people, the only people that are happy in the in these cities are the moneyed people. Right. Everybody else is going to be the ones that now won't have housing, now yeah. won't have, you know, that sort of stuff. So, yeah. 
never mind, go away, thank God, phew. Right. I know the so city fought. The, the, the problem's fought. only half as big, but it's visited on yeah. two cities. Yeah, right. They can have it. You know, this same thing happened in you know, happened in uh, Wisconsin with Foxconn. They sell the whole thing with 50,000 jobs, and then when it's time to fill Susan. the 50,000 jobs, Foxconn says, we got to well, bring them in from China. There are 50,000 people in the United States that can fill these jobs, so we're going to bring them in from China. Susan. We've had this conversation, too. Yeah. Susan. You've been hanging around yes, mom too long. You're repeating yourself. You said that la- on Friday. Well, I'm just saying this is happening all over. All well, over. I know. Yes, I, I am. Know. I'm sorry. I am addled. I'm hanging around with. You're right. My I... daughter says the same thing. Now I'm scared. Oh, really? She <laughs> says you're repeating yourself. You are. Are you in Green Bay still? No. No, I didn't think so. Okay. So, okay. So I just want to say that about Amazon. Uh. A, uh, a, a Tom Tom uh, has sent this from Austin, Texas, and it's wonderful. There are so many. Um, he was a horrible man, H.L. Mencken, but what us? Boy, a seer. H.L. Uh, Mencken wrote this about 100 years ago, okay? 1920. On some great and glorious day, the plain folks of the land will reach their heart's desire at last. And the White House will be occupied by a downright fool and a complete narcissistic moron. Those are the words of H.L. Mencken. Nailed it. Nailed yeah. it. He wrote something else about how, th- there was another great quote about how, the, uh, again, looking looking down on the... Uh, <laughs> on the regular people, the the hoi polloi, right? Um, uh, where he says that they'll get the president, they deserve something like that. I mean, um, oh, Bill wants to know. He says, Susan, you left us hanging. What the hell's the name? He didn't say hell. What's the name of the olive oil? I'm going uh, to no, New York. I was hoping nobody would ask. <laughs> The name of the olive oil is Letizia, L-E-T-I-Z-I-A. Let me go and look at the bottle and make sure that I'm saying that correctly. Letizia. Mine is easier to spell. Giant Eagle. Yeah, that's it. L-E-T-I-Z-I-A. Okay, you got it. But you said there's only one place that has it? What's the place? Well, I've only found it at one place, um, um, Alda Gourmet, A-L-D-A. I think that's it. Just Google Letizia. It'll come up. All right, enough on the olive oil. I'm sorry I even brought it yeah, up. Yeah, I, I don't want to tell you. There isn't that much. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Jeez. Um. <laughs> Uh, okay, we want to avoid things. Here, this was on Wall Street Journal today, and it makes me puke. A lot of places that have young um, employees uh, yeah. do, do not observe uh, take your children to work day because, well, they don't have any. But right. they're now doing something else. Take your parents to work day? Uh, that is correct. <laughs> I'm glad you're laughing. I almost puked. 
Here, I'm not laughing. This is me crying. Okay. Well, this is what it says. Here, here's the chief executive of a Minneapolis-based creative agency that is hosting these kinds of events. The workplace is the new soccer field for parents who want to see their children perform. Oh, vomit. Oh, vomit. Oh, Laura, Bill's secretary, Susan, always on the... She's right there. He says she's the greatest, and here she is. She says, Letizia olive oil, Amazon sells it. Really? <laughs> somehow, I think well, throughout the course you. of the show, throughout the course of the show, somehow we'll be on something, and somehow olive oil is going to come back into the picture. <laughs> Thank you, Laura. My only concern about Amazon is that it might be old. Oh, I don't know. So olive oil, I don't, I'm not even going to ask. Never mind. I don't want to get into it. Yeah, I'm just, freshness counts. That's all I'm saying. You don't okay, want to okay. buy, like, two-year-old olive oil. It's like, so. not like wine. Yeah, it'll, it'll turn a little bit. Well, I do not have the kind of sophisticated palate that would note if it had turned. I know I don't, so I ain't spending money on stuff that I can't appreciate, that I don't get. Anyway, um, it says here that parents show up in T-shirts sometimes, like the guy wearing Josh's dad, the mom wearing Josh's mom. If I were Josh, I would disown them immediately. How can you be taken seriously at your place of employment if you're still having your parents come and watch you and cheer from the sideline? It makes me puke. I can't imagine. All across the country, it says here, parents are turning up at offices to see what their adult offspring do all day. And companies see it as a way to please young employees. What is with these young people? Well, I mean, I can remember, I think, um, no, I guess my, no, I, I met up with Dad at a convention. I was thinking that they might have come and seen my office in New York, but that would have been because it was really cool. I mean, it was, you know, yeah, yeah, a but, cool place. Yeah, but still, anyway, uh-uh. Um, no. I, and you know, and I think I've heard about, you know, parents, I think a couple of years ago even, there was somebody writing something about how parents, when kids were, when their children were applying for jobs, were inserting themselves in that Oh, process. no, it's true. They are. I don't even, let's not even forget about it. Yeah. It absolutely. I mean, how is your kid ever supposed to feel that they're capable of standing on their own two feet if you've been in there smoothing out the wrinkles before they walk down the velvet carpet. I, I just leave them alone. Why Don't these people understand that as a parent you're supposed to push them out of the nest, not break their fall? You're supposed to let them go. Yeah, and you can see them fly all the way from the ground. Yeah, I and mean, you know what else? I, you I can have to see tell you, I, at home. I, at, I, um, at, I, mean, I can sit back on my own very own couch and see very clearly whether my children are doing well or not. Jesus. Anyway, 
I mean, I really think it is uh, creepy. Anyway, uh, what else? Well, what's I, creepy is the companies, you know, well, I guess they're the same. The same people that would do it are the people that are running the company. So they well, not necessarily. Understand. No, they're wanting to keep their employees. They're used to having parents call them um, and ask questions if their kid is going to uh, accept a job there and stuff. They're, they're, I guess they're just used to this whole new crop with that come with their parents. Jeez. This is another reason no, America... I got to tell you... this and work for me. Okay, and this is another <laughs> reason America's going down because we are raising a generation, generations of just soft people who have whose parents have uh just uh, have not allowed them but to also experience but life you know what i'm concerned about is that also don't sort of understand that there's substance to things because their world is so superficial and flitting and, and so uh not to bring it back to politics but when i you know when i read you know certain things for example on facebook representing certain uh you know what what the uh, noisy Democrats are currently saying they their dream team, you know, includes Beta O'Rourke. And, I, you know, I got to say, folks, I, I don't know when we just decided that there was absolutely no need for any kind of experience in the real world whatsoever <laughs> to become one of the, the one of the most powerful people in the world. I don't I think that well, he's been a, a con- he's been a congressman. I think Barack Obama did OK. Beto's not a total cipher, Suze. Well, he's, he's not charming. No, he's People more than charming. People don't know anything about him except that he answered two questions right. No, no, no. But I do. I mean, no. He's been a congressman for what? How many years? He's yeah. served in D.C. He's not totally out of it, and he's. I'll tell you who might be making a run. Uh, the guy Biden? from no, the guy from around here. Not this time. Next time around. Is Connor Lamb? Connor Lamb. Well, he'd be a good candidate. Yeah. Well, I think what'll happen he'd is he'll run for Senate um, against uh, Pat Toomey when he comes up in four years, and uh, from then being Senator Lamb, I think uh, he could be uh, positioned at some well, point. Well, you know, I, I, I that's pro- I mean, I, I would just love to see someone moderate be able to get their way through. And, you know, only because I'm looking for someone that's electable. And that can maybe start pulling us back together. And that can start pulling the country back together. I don't know. Well, you know, you look at Arizona. I'm, you know, look at Arizona is very interesting what's happened in Arizona. Yep. And you know what's because happened? Because they're now, they're, they're, they've gone from red to blue. Their, dem, their congressional dele, delegation is now majority D instead of R for the first time, I don't know, ever? Right. No, I don't know about forever, but uh, yeah. And you know what else? You know what else uh, Cinema's Win does? It makes uh, it, it, Tammy Baldwin, Senator Baldwin from Wisconsin, is now not the only LGBTQ woman senator. Or senator. I don't think. Is there a male senator that's uh, out? I don't think so. 
But uh, cinema is also um, identifies as whatever queer or something. Yeah, by I think is what she. Yeah, well, I think that's queer. Isn't that queer? Is by queer? L G B. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I you know. I know. I, I can't I keep wait, up either. I, wait I don't to be know told. either. I do too. I think so, I read I read her described as bi. I assume that that's what she put okay, out. Okay. Okay. So so two of the female senators are are um, yeah are not cis. Well, I know. It's sort of it's sort of got me uh, you know wondering about this gender fluidity and stuff and whether voters are more attracted to uh, women that were comfortable in both roles, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't think that comes. I, I don't. Well, think I think that's it's interesting. It I don't think that it the figures. women that are finding success. Maybe it's because they were already strong enough to deal with that publicly. That they're, you know, they're just, uh, they're just. Well, you've got to be a people. strong I'm, woman to, you know, end up in the Senate. I, you know, and that, and you do. Oh God, you got to be a strong woman to end up uh, pretty much anywhere. Anywhere. So I want to do. Um, Two obits today. I got I got to acknowledge Stan Lee, who, you know, I'm not a I, I don't know. It's only because I have a son that who loves, um, you know, wasn't into comic books so much, but he he appreciates these uh, characters. Um, and Stan Lee, I mean, his impact on popular culture is is really mind blowing. I mean, you look at you look at some of the biggest uh, movie uh, franchises, and they stem from his uh, his work. From Marvel Comics. Well, yeah. I mean, I think Disney bought him for like something like forty billion dollars. Really? So he's got. Yeah. I mean, so he, yeah, Spider Man and uh, Black well, Panther. Well, Marvel, which was Black, you know, yeah, at least partially him. Oh yeah, no, it was. It, it was him. Yeah. Black Panther, yeah. uh, the Amazing Hulk. I mean, all of those are his. And what, what I've learned by reading um, his obits is that he did something revolutionary. These these characters, these you know, these were uh, cardboard figures. They didn't have you know any sort of human qualities, and and that's what he did. He gave them neuroses he gave them uh self-doubt he gave them uh, uh, uh measures of humanity which made them much more compelling figures and that was a big revolutionary thing he did he also was clearly a liberal and so the the politics of uh these uh uh cartoons and our comics and and the ensuing movies um actually have a, a real humanity under underlying them, I think. And I want to point out if you've ever read the book, guys, I, I recommend it. Uh I think it won a did it win a Pulitzer? Um Cavalier and The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. It's by Pittsburgh's own Michael Chabin. And it is a novelized uh, uh, account of exact of Stan, essentially Stan Lee and others uh, and what they did um, creating this comic book 
industry. Um, it was the creation mostly of immigrant Jews, as as he was. I mean, his parents were uh, named; they were named Lieber, and he t his his name was Stanley Lieber. And then when he had to take a you know make a name, uh, he just took his first name and split it in two. Stan Lee. Lee. Yeah. Right. Uh, so anyway, um, Cavalier, um, the Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay. Uh, it's it's a great read. However, I have one more obituary. Douglas Rain. R-A-I-N. Huh. I'll give you a hint. Daisy. Da I started to love. Daisy. Daisy. Give me your answer true. Do. 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 I'm half crazy off of the likes of you. Love of you. Hey, don't, 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 it won't be a stylish marriage. I can't afford a carriage. Can't afford yep. a carriage. But you'll but look, we'll great look sweet upon the seat of a bicycle built for two. You don't know what I'm... He built the bicycle built for two. No! <laughs> what? You wrote the song? No. Uh, uh, Douglas Rain was the voice of the computer Hal in 2001 A Space Oh, Odyssey. you were doing Hal. I didn't get it. I was doing his death scene. Daisy. Yeah, no, I didn't. No, I, didn't. <laughs> I, I, I missed a death scene. I apologize. True. Yeah, <laughs> one of the better death scenes in cinema. That's the second time I've said cinema today, although this one's spelled differently. Uh, yeah, uh, he um, he was the voice. He was also a, a, sh a renowned Shakespearean actor, and um, he didn't think anything of doing this voice, and he did it in an afternoon or something. And he never saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it seemed pretty stupid. Actually, uh, the whole movie had been done and edited and everything, and they still Kubrick still didn't have a voice. I mean, he'd used other people. Martin Balsam, the actor Martin Balsam, had done the voice. Right. <laughs> and just seemed not quite right. They thought of using a female voice. That wasn't quite right. They used other actors to do the line so that, you know, the other actors would have somebody to play off of. But they put the movie together, and Kubrick was still couldn't f figure out what Hal should sound like. And then he remembered seeing a documentary uh, about something about astronomy in Canada, and the narration, he remembered this narrator's voice. It was, it right. was Douglas so Rain. beautiful. Right. It was Douglas Rain. And Douglas Rain said, wow, you know, that, that Canadian uh, documentary uh, was such a low-budget thing that we used ping-pong balls uh, as planets and 
and the son was played by a tomato. <laughs> but, but he said it looked, it came off as very impressive on the screen. <laughs> but <laughs> Let that be a lesson to you, folks. <laughs> The sun Don't believe was, everything you see. The sun was played by a tomato. You know, I just love the idea of it. So anyway, um, uh, Kubrick remembered the voice, and uh, the rest is history. Um, however, the the obit uh, says that um, the voice and its appeal might be that Douglas Rain is a Canadian. And his voice, he, the dialect essentially that he speaks in, is what is called standard Canadian English. And stop and think of all the American actually anchors, news anchors. Peter Jennings was one. I, I, all the American anchors, I come up with one. <laughs> That's the only one I could come no, up with. No, wait, I swear. <laughs> I swear there were more. Anyway, but they, Americans, love that dialect. It is standard Canadian English. Um, and it says, people who know about such things say, the vowels, the way they pronounce their vowels, doesn't give them away. But I disagree because Jennings said, he had a little bit of that oat. 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 Yeah. He, I think he had a little bit of that. Anyway, uh, one, uh, two, just two other quick little things about and there's, I mean, there's a couple words different, like, like the difference between process and process. Um, they, 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 uh, they cut the syllables at different places in certain words, but go ahead. Anyway, um, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. That's another line. Well, that one I would have got. Well, it was so menacing. I mean, it was so sort of... The, the American Film Institute uh, once put a list together of the 50 greatest movie villains. And Hal. And Hal, Hal came yeah. in at number 13. Oh, I, he scared me so terribly because yeah. I just didn't know I'm going to see what I knew I was going to see. Well, I... Because for some... Being untethered in space is, for some reason, one of my deadly fears. <laughs> I don't think you'll have to worry about it. Well, that, that's a useful one for that reason. I can cross it off my list. Um, yeah, so... Uh, oh, also, Woody Allen used the guy uh, five years later as another... Vo he had a computer in his movie Sleeper, and... And he asked Reigns to do it. So, I mean, he thought, who can do a computer voice? Who did Kubrick get? And so he got him, and I guess Reigns did that, too. Um, anyway, so that's all and more than you ever wanted to know about uh, the voice of Hal. Although I thought that death scene, I mean, he might have been a villain, but I I thought that was one of the saddest death well, scenes. Well, it's the first time that you're thinking, well, he's just fighting for his life. Oh. And that he had you know, a, and that he had now an we're emotional. There, folks, so. Yeah, I know. And he had an emotional. I don't know. And I have to tell you, I happened to see that movie again. I don't know, maybe about a year ago. 
And I must say, what the fuck does it mean? I don't understand that movie. I what? What the hell is that movie about? What is that thing? Why is the guy in the white room? You know, I, mean, I what the hell is that movie? With fetuses floating around and like. <laughs> I think you. I think well. Remember the timing of that movie. I think you were supposed to be um, discovering altering substances at the same time. You were well, it came it. out, I think, in 69. Re- 69, yeah, I think. See, I rest my But, case. I mean, really, I don't know what the hell it meant. I was with people at dinner last night, and that came up, and none of us knew what it meant. <laughs> and some even <laughs> acknowledged, some even acknowledged that, frankly, they didn't even like the goddamn movie. And I have to tell you that at the end, it's endless. It's endless. It goes on and on and on with all these, what now look like, to be really stupid psychedelic uh, effects, and uh, all that. Well, that's because you're supposed to be ripped when you were watching it. So that's a movie I'm but never going to watch again. Don't you think? I guess I don't know. I have no idea. Anyway, those are my obits. How we doing? We made it halfway through without getting into. We have. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Uh, cool. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> Anything else we can talk about? Because I don't watch Dancing with the Stars anymore. <laughs> oh, g- <laughs> that is the stupidest show. Well, there aren't. They ran. They just there's no out stars. stars. There's no fight. Who are these people? <laughs> Gee, the pros are now the they, stars. No, they they've gone from B list to you know X list. I mean, you can't even who. who Oh, this guy did a you know a car commercial in Paducah. I don't know. You don't know who any of them are. But actually, Susan, if you're looking at like the tabloids when you're checking out of the grocery store, you don't know any of those people either. No, I know. Do do? I don't know any of the people. If you if um if you like pick up a, a um like an S uh, an Us magazine and you're looking at all of the stars wearing their dresses as you sit in that line and you I'm going, well, who Who's are that? all of these stars other than they're people with really big heads on really teeny bodies? But that's always been the case. Do you know I who know, has? I know, but they're getting bigger. Yeah, I but swear. you know some who... of these women. I know, Susan. <laughs> here's the woman who totally. Exemplify. It's not just women. It's the men, too, a lot of them. I got two examples, and next time you see them, check it out. These are both TV examples, so you don't have to be Hollywood to, to have that look. Um, the NBC reporter married to the former Fed chair, Alan Greenspan. Oh, Judy, Andrea. Um, no, Andrea Mitchell. Uh, Andrea Mitchell, she is all head. Her head is bigger than her shoulders. Her head is half of her body weight. There is no doubt about that. It is like it's frightening. Look, I'm actually, if you look, it looks well, it's like getting a, worse as she gets older. She seems what? to be dis. Her body seems to be totally disappearing, and her head is getting bigger. So <laughs> there's just this head, and then this little teeny skinny little body. And that is what, yeah, a lot of these women look like. And then and remember, then remember the television adds 15 pounds, and now we're body shaming. That's okay. Let's be politically yeah, incorrect. This is about heads. Okay, it's just it's about it's heads. Okay, and then for the men, you know who looks like that? 
uh, again, for Wheel of Fortune, Pat Sajak. Pat Sajak has a head, and then there's this tiny little body. It's the same. It's the male equivalent. If you put Andrea Mitchell <laughs> with Pat Sajak, you would have like some bizarre Ken and Barbie kind of thing going. I mean, it's like well, bodies it that don't. Well, heads, but I, you know, it it really, Ugh. it's amazing. So that's all I see. I don't. But getting back to the point, no, I don't. There was um, a point. I, what was I the point? Don't know who any of these people are. Oh right, no, I don't either. Um, uh, we have a caller. Can you imagine that? Cool. Okay. Hey. Hello. Okay, kids, let's take a break from making fun of celebrities and talk a little more about Stanley Kubrick. Oh, oh. Susan, you are so right. I think most of all of his films, you have to be on an acid trip. What about <laughs> the last one he made before he died? That what was crazy, it? bizarre, eyes wide shot. Oh, God. That's orgy with, with Nicole Cruise? Kidman and Tom right. Cruise. I hated that. What was that? It was okay. Look, I'm going to say it. Uh, uh, the only good movie Stanley Kubrick Clockwork ever made Orange. Was oh no, no, no! It was on the West. Sixty-two. No. Everything else is just so garbage. Which one? No, the Western Front. The blah, 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 blah. he he did a war movie that was oh, amazing. Oh, is that good? Yes, I think it is. Oh, all quiet they on the made Western me Front. Watch that in high school. My history teacher made me watch the Western Front in high school, and oh, I fell asleep. I fell asleep during 2001. Clockwork Orange, he ruined the book. Uh, Dr. Strangelove was okay, oh, that's but you right, don't Dr. want to rewatch it. The Shining, he ruined no, the book. You know, every film he made was pretty awful, except for Lolita, as far as I'm concerned. But oh, see, I did. I forgot. So you just Lolita. like the material. <laughs> you like, yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, yeah, he did not. That was from a book. He didn't. Right? He didn't yeah. deface the material, right? Oh my God! Please, come on. So okay, <laughs> anyway, so you didn't? Yeah. <laughs> no, I. I just. Do you know what two thousand one meant? No, I saw it um, when I was a kid, and I rewatched it and tried to figure it out and. Even I watched on acid, and I still couldn't figure it out. So that <laughs> well, if you can't so figure it on happen. acid, that's it. We rest our case. I don't even think Kubrick <laughs> knew what it meant. It, it is, is boring. Totally boring. I was like, I want to go out and romp around. What is going on with this thing? There's people walking around in white clothes and saying nothing. <laughs> dumb. Totally dumb. And the people that worship at Stanley Kubrick, oh, what a great filmmaker. Fuck them. They're stupid. Show me one good film he made besides Lolita. Oh, well, you tell me oh, oh, the, oh, the Western Front. All okay, Quiet on the Western Front, I believe, is again. his, yes. And I think, yeah, I think that's a pretty Right, it is All film. Quiet at the Western Front. It's Hemingway. Hemingway all Quiet so. on. Well, I was, forced, I was forced to watch that, as I said, in high school. And I was like, oh, okay, so our history teacher has a World War II fetish. Okay, blah, blah, blah. And it was kind of gory and kind of interesting, but I still fell asleep. Well, you strike me as <laughs> it's somebody. Like, it's, like, it's like being told to get into therapy. It doesn't work that way. You have to come to yeah. movies with an open heart. No, I think yeah, generally I, when I, teachers. I and I was also maybe on some mind-altering substances <laughs> during that class as well. So. <laughs> yeah, it was high school, right. Honest <laughs> to Pete. All right. 
But you're still here, Michael. Good All for right. you. All right. Thank hey, you. Hey, I love you guys. I'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> uh, he's the lead singer for a punk band called the Cynics, who are big, big in Europe. Really? Yeah. When he's here, he's in Polish Hill. But for some reason, his music was never, the Cynics never, you know, got what they should have in their hometown. But, uh, man, I know Spain especially just loves them. They're over there all the time. Well, and what, what could be bad about that? Yeah, well, there you go. Um, okay, here's something that we that gives us a break. Um, things that family, I don't think we have any in our family, but a friend of mine shared one with me the other day, and it's something her family says when they don't want to deal with whatever is happening. Like if somebody says, well, I don't want to go there because I'm going to get, the response in their family is, can't hear you, got pants on. Okay, it, I'm trying to unpack that, as it were. It makes no probably sense. Not the right thing to say. No, it, it makes no mean, sense. It, it means that if you're a man, I'm gonna I'm gonna behave like a man and not hear anything. <laughs> Can't hear you. Got pants on. Oh, you're saying that men are selectively deaf. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it can be. I, can't hear you got it pants on. It might just on. be a nonsense thing. Uh, yeah, if she thinks, she swears she thinks it came from Pee Wee Herman and his show. But she's not sure about that. Anyway. No, I, pay, her, I think I've heard, that, well, maybe it did, but I've, my guess is it's an old nonsense saying that Pee Wee used. Can't hear you got pants on? Yeah. Okay, I just want to. Can't wanna, hear you <laughs> got pants on, you can hear Herman <laughs> saying it. I just want to point that out because someone said it to me and I said, uh, what? <laughs> we, can, we should try that next next Tuesday. Anytime I, you know, you don't want me to see, you'll just say, I can't hear you got yeah, pants Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Just... Can't hear you got pants on. <laughs> if I try and talk about Foxconn, just throw it yeah, right Yeah, okay. In there. If you bring up Foxconn, I can't hear you, I got pants on. <laughs> Okay. Um uh okay, I hate to do this because it is heading into um anyway, heavier stuff. Unless someone wants to save us with something. We haven't had our We're going to have to talk we're going to have to talk about stuff. Okay. Well, no, I just I something that got sort of um, you know, lost. Everything seems to get lost around uh you know, because of the um, you know, the the orange, outrage? No, the orange one, just sort of, you know, right. sopping up all the. Hey, by the way, you did. I, I'm assuming you guys saw that CNN um, is suing. Is suing them. The White yeah. House, and suing. Yeah. Uh, suing everybody, suing the president, suing the. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Staff, and Maryland is suing, suing Shine, about. Uh, and Maryland suing under, about Whitaker. About, under the appointments clause about uh, the, the AG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the guy who's acting as the attorney for uh, CNN, why am I all of a sudden blanking on his name? Oh, Ted Olson. 
who, um, as you know, I think it's Ted Olson, who won uh, Bush v. Gore. So, right. And he, yeah, he's definitely right. a Republican. No constitutional slouch, right. No. Right, right, right. I mean, I, it, it, the fact of the matter is, is a lot of these things are just so amazing. I can't believe it's taking this long to when did, you know, some of them to win their way through courts. You know, like why we haven't gotten to court on, you know, all the way to hearing the case on the emollients clause yet. I don't get that one's been in the works almost since day one. Yeah. Two years. Yeah. It's it's had some losses. And I mean, they've been found to have standing. You know, they keep right. throwing up these things, you know, and they've they've gotten through all these hurdles. So my my well, fingernails are drumming on the table, sort of. Yeah, it's the speedy wheels of American justice. Um, Justice, yeah. No, did you see, you know, so one of the things the president gets to do is hand out uh, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. That's a big... Oh, sure. She isn't, and she's so deserving. So you do know about it. You know who he's giving yeah, the Presidential Medal of Freedom to? The friggin' wife of Sheldon Adelson, the Neve Las Vegas creepo tycoon with a comb over as bad as... Trump's, who has personally given Trump and the Republican Party billions, I think, of dollars. Who the... And so he's using the friggin' Presidential Medal of Freedom as payback to Sheldon Adelson uh, by giving his wife the Presidential Medal of Freedom which so devalues it. You cannot find... If somebody comes up with a list of all the people who have had the Presidential Medal of Freedom, nobody, nobody has been given it like this. She is undeserving. It is to be given to an acknowledgement of extraordinary achievement or public service. Now, I think the way Trump thinks is she's getting it for public service because... Right, by getting me. Right, yeah. by helping me uh, get elected. And so she... I mean, he is... I, I, well, okay. I, I just... Uh, you just can't stand it. Okay, pace okay. yourself. You started talking about this, and within 30 seconds, your, your, your blood pressure is already up, I can tell, about 100 points. I hope not. I think it was high to start. Did you, did you, did you see the thing that's going around uh, the World Wide Web, which is a picture of Trump with wet hair hanging over his face, and it's uh, showing his bald pate with just these silly long you know, orange locks hanging over his eyes. Is it a real picture? Real no, it's not a real the, picture. No, 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 the real reason he can't go out in the Well, race. but that is the reason. What a disgusting human being. We have a caller? I didn't even realize that. I'm sorry. They just called? Okay. We have a caller. Hello? Caller? Uh, yeah, Clarence from Cannesburg. Why did I know? Okay. Hey, Clarence, I figured you'd take pity on us. <laughs> 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 well, I, I originally called for for a joke, of course. Um, Adelson, what were the two reasons for his wife to get the? Uh, what were the? 
Well, I mean, you're supposed to have extraordinary and she was just achievement. A, it was flat out that she was a big donor. Yeah, but what we're extraordinary, extraordinary achievement, like in the arts or whatever. There or you sport. go. Extraordinary achievement. She slept with Adelson, <laughs> so that's obvious. Um, <laughs> Service to the country, right? Yeah, oh, it's, uh, it's, an, it's an extraordinary achievement. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> but um, uh, uh, not nothing that a little fentanyl can cure. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go but, on, Claren. No, um, <laughs> not to, yeah, I'll know, uh, talk about inside baseball, but, you know, Lynn, that uh, Susan's a friend of mine on Facebook. Yeah. And I, and I have posted this, I don't know if you've talked about it, because I just came in about 10 minutes ago. This, uh, it was a Twitter rant by a woman who said, you know, whose argument was that men were 100% responsible for unwanted pregnancy. And I thought it was just so good that it. <laughs> I agreed with it. You did, right? And I did too. Yeah. It, well, I, I was. I was curious if uh, if if you've seen it, Lynn. That's basically. No, I have not seen it. Is it long? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's too long for your yeah. radio show. Oh, okay. Okay. But it's not. It's, it's not too long to read. You know. Well, but her argument was basically that um, men ejaculating irresponsibly is what causes unwanted pregnancies. And then she goes to a whole litany of stuff, and it's, and I've been putting it. I want the thing to go viral. I've been putting it everywhere, <laughs> <laughs> anywhere I could. I've been putting it, and I'm arguing with guys and women. You know, the whole it takes to the tango thing, and you know, and I said you're missing the point. <laughs> Everybody's missing that point of irresponsible ejaculation thing. Everybody's yeah. missing it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, but. Uh, I wanted to go viral because, you know, this whole abortion issue thing comes up, and uh, I think her arguments are great. <laughs> okay. Well, I... And, and here's the thing. She's a, she's a Mormon woman with six children. Wow. Right. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, maybe she's argument. more than a little bitter about that. Do you think about that, Claire? <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think about that, but her, 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 her religion is more men. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not. Have you seen no, the it's declaration? Not Only no, only Caribbeans need apply. You want to me do a stick tape with my coffee with that one? <laughs> and welcome to the Susan and Clarence show. I'm taking a break. <laughs> well, bad puns. They okay. said, you know, there was, there, there was a, and I don't know if you guys talked about this now, a study done that said that the youngest in the family tend to be the most funny. You said that Jersey. before too, or Susan did. <laughs> Susan did. I mean, There's more fucking repetition going on here. <laughs> I'm not the youngest. I have two younger sisters. I'm not the youngest in my family, although I am the funniest. So I just proved the point. No, well, I don't. I don't think I am. I think all three of the Millers have a very quick wits. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you guys think that comes from? Is it, is it uh, survival in our house. Where do you think it comes from? <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's not just my house; it's my neighborhood. Yeah, yeah right. You know, survival. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. 
No, well, my brother was really clear about it. He said that he ran fast in case the jokes were landing flat. First, so your first line of defense was to disarm them and make you like you. And if that wasn't working, then you better be fast. Run. <laughs> <laughs> he held Wisconsin records in long-distance running, really, for a very long time. <laughs> Susan, that's not true. It is true. He ran the... Middle distance. That's mi no, middle distance, that's and I don't think it, that's not no, long, he long distance. distance sprint. But he ran the longest okay. sprints. That's but I, I don't think he right. he might have held a record for a day or two. But I don't I don't think. All right. Well, my hyperbole aside, it's yes. not the point. Oh, <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> See, this what is, year was this? <laughs> you gotta look it up. Winning sprints. Well, it would be like 1964, 1963, 1964. Check out Wisconsin <laughs> records in... Up to 65, because... No, up to no, 64. no, no, he graduated right, in 64. Right, right, right. Honest to Pete. Listen to the two of you. I'm sorry, but that 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 that's like... Only uh, Jamaica's Need a Ply or whatever she said was just hilarious. Yes. <laughs> it's more Mon. Yeah, but you didn't. But <laughs> <laughs> you did it better than me, Clarence. You yeah, may have did. that line. <laughs> and I will steal it, too. But the okay. reason I said that, you know. Not I stealing, I'm gifting it to you. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> the church. I'll take credit for it. The Mormon okay, church came out with a, 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 their their big hoop, the poobah at the top, whoever he is. Right, Latter-day Saints. We are said no longer that the they, Mormon. Well, you are not to call it the Mormon, Mormon, more, it's out. That's out. You cannot call oh. the people Mormons. You it's, can't use the word Mormon. Well, that's why Clarence, Clarence and I are illustrating why. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you and go actually, and try and make a try and make that joke about the Church of Latter Day Saints. The Church of Latter Day Saints of Jesus Christ, I believe, is the that, that would be that would be an honor of firemen. Wait a minute, Latter Day Saints. Oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. You guys, okay, stop it. Just all right. All right. I, I can I can take just so much. Is that what? You, are you done with your call, Clarence, or did you call with something? Else? Yes, I, I, I I'm done. When the puns get that bad, it's time for yeah, me to I walk out. Yeah, I think so too. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. You're welcome. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Oh my God. So what are the two? So, you know, poor Amy here has to put up on you know Facebook and stuff what the show's about. Uh, Amy, I think you just have it's to say. It's easy, Amy. Just put up. We talked about nothing for an hour, but it was very amusing. No, put up <laughs> olive oil and irresponsible ejaculation. I think that'll sum it that up. That should do it. They'll make they'll make inappropriate. <laughs> All right, they'll, they'll, just they'll, stop. What? Just stop. Okay. <laughs> You're the one that said it, Lynn. Well, but the. I, okay. Well, I should have kept Clarence. You two could have finished out the yeah, show. Yeah, you should have. I don't All know right. what you were thinking. <laughs> well, it's your show. We only have five minutes. Surely we can come up with something for. We haven't. We haven't. You know, floundered about like this. I don't think in years. Floundered. What? Are, uh, yeah, we're not, foundered. We're not. Oh floundered my God. the fish, all isn't it? All of a sudden, I got all this mail. Where was it? Wait. He's, 
it's our emailers who will save us. I'm sorry, guys, I didn't see any of these emails. Uh, okay, take it away, email. All right, well, hang on. Um, <laughs> all right, Milton. Damn it. To my knowledge, he says, Kubrick never directed All Quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> 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 I was wondering about that myself, but you're the one that brought it up. Oh, that's it. That's it. No, he. I was thinking of he directed a, a World War One drama called Paths of Glory, which is fantastic. That's the one I was thinking of, starring Kirk Douglas as a French officer. As a matter of fact, that's the movie that um, what's his name, David Brooks, column today in the New York Times references. Paths of Glory, that he saw it and he was blown away by what a great movie it was. That's what I meant, Paths of Glory. It's a great movie. Okay, thank you very much. And and, and Milton says, for effort. in <laughs> my opinion, his greatest directorial effort was in the 1960s, Spartacus. That's also Kirk Douglas. You like Kirk Douglas. Uh, Beth writes, I just worked on this movie. What movie? Okay, wait. Oh, I think she means, I just worked on this movie. <laughs> right? Because she does work on movies. I just worked on this movie, and this young man came into my office and said, Hello, I am Pete Dave So. Oh, I am Pete Dave So and So's assistant. I must have looked at him with the face of who the fuck's that. He then gave me a look and said, he's one of the lead actors, Pete, whatever he is, in this film. He said in a very indignant tone, I said, I'm sorry, and I sure blushed a bit with embarrassment. With all the new forms of media, the, uh, the turnover of the, uh, of the newly famous is at hyperspeed these days. So no worries if you and Susan don't know these people. Hell, I don't know them, and I work in the business. <laughs> well, who the hell was Pete? Tell us that you still don't remember his name. I am Pete Dave, oh, Dave so-and-so. Who's Dave so and Beth, Dave who? We won't know. Well, she, no, All right. not saying. All right. Oh, I see, she's not wanting to get herself in trouble or something. Okay. Uh, Michael, the Kubrick caller, just to put a button on this, I hate that phrase. I never even heard that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> have you? Go ahead. Yes, but. You have heard that phrase? Just to put a button no, on this? No, I don't think so. Oh. But I think Paths of Glory was Kubrick's war film. All right, it was. But that's what I was thinking of, and it's a great movie. And he says, I'm so glad we're talking about this kind of shit today. Yeah, look, it is true. Is it? We've laughed through most of the show. Thank God. Okay. Oh, wait, I got more on olive oil here. Oh, Barbara says, only 11 left in stock on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, 
Shit. Oh, no, I'm clapping a run on Letizia. Yeah, they're gone now. It's over. And uh, Kate said, I just did a food tour of Lawrenceville on Saturday. And this Greek market had really good olive oil that they import from Greece. Okay. And that was at Salonica.net. So yeah, it's it, it's just sort of interesting when you actually bother to taste them and taste sort of good ones. They they taste very different, and you can see are better for one thing over another. But you know who knows. Oh, this is good. I know we're over time. Do you have to? I'll, I'll do a quick. Milton also sent me Stan Lee on. Uh, he he would put this stuff on the back of his comic. I think, and it was called Stan Soapbox, and he would just put it out there. And he, this is one of them. Let's lay it on. Let's lay it right on the line. Bigotry and racism are among the deadliest social ills plaguing the world today. But unlike a team of costume supervillains, they can't be halted with a punch in the snoot or a zap from a ray gun. The only way to destroy them is to expose them, to reveal them for the insidious evils they really are. The bigot is an unreasoning hater, one who hates blindly, fanatically, indiscriminately. If his hang-up is black men, he hates all black men. If a redhead once offended him, he hates all redheads. If some foreigner beat, beat him to a job, he's down on all foreigners. Boy, is he right on the money on this. He hates people he's never even seen, people he's never known, with equal intensity, with equal venom. Now, we're not trying to say it's unreasonable for a human being to bug another, but although anyone has the right to dislike... Okay, so he goes on and on. He would put this on the comics, in the, on the comics. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Mm-hmm. So he was a... And he ends it, Pox et justitia. I don't know how to pronounce Latin, but peace. Peace and justice. That's yeah. right. Clearly, peace and justice. And he, he had ended it then, um, whatever. Uh, well, never mind. He, it, but, wow. Thank you for that. A slightly more sober uh, ending, just to show we're capable of sobriety. Okay? And uh, thanks, Suze. You're welcome. Sorry that um, I don't know. No, you're not sorry. Sorry for anything. Serious was, today. Well, that's good. That's all, it's quite all right. Uh, we are. I think most people are most appreciative, and it's paths of glory. Police. No, it is such a great movie. Such. It's a hard movie. It's hard to watch. It's a great movie. That's Kubrick's best, without a doubt. I has spoken. See you guys. Bye. 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 Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.